There is a brief moment as the brothers tumble through the thick, stale dark where it's indistinguishable from the odd weightlessness of dreams. That experience, somehow both foreign and familiar, like recalling some vestigial but forgotten ability to fly. That freeing feeling brings a slight smile to Brixby's lips as his body pitches in a wild pirouette. And there's a calm, just seconds before the sickening crunch of impact. We now see the rat folk as young boys, no older than seven. They're kneeling in front of a rough stone covered in a rich embroidery. The dulling of its vibrant dyes and fraying edges betray its age. The candles on the makeshift altar barely pierce the near-opaque perfumed smoke that swirls about the field of view, obscuring the three forms in the room. The robed figure before the boys stoops down, adding more oiled twigs to the brass censer, the cavern filling with a bizarre mixture of scent. Pine, ozone, and wet fur. She straightens up, the smoke tracing the older rat folk's features, like gauzy veils gently pulled across her thin, graying face, giving her a near-skeletal appearance. She speaks in a voice that sounds as if it's crossed a great distance. As one form begot two, these dual fates twist to become one again. A fine silver thread from which this cursed land hangs above unspeakable peril. About you now, in the whispers of these mists, the prophecy springs from the earth beckoning you to destiny. She glides around the altar to Brixby. Mountains will move to meet you. Loyal allies will spring from the hot blood sown on Twisted Plain. Brixby, you bear the burden of the future. Your falters are our failures. The haze of the room thickens and sweetens, a cloying odor like bruised fruit slowly turning to rot in the sun, the boy's lungs struggling against the swelling smoke. She moves now to Foth, cradling his head in her gnarled paws, leaning forward ever so slightly to whisper, and there is no greater weight carried than the unending vigil of love and service, of sacrifice. I pray your soul is strong enough to carry it. You. And at that, a door slams open, flushing the ritual's miasma with a sharp lantern light. Between tight coughs, Nade's slurred voice echoes. Amala, hell's you up to in here? More visions. More truths. I thought we settled this nonsense. Boys, get up. You're coming with me. A sharp lungful of stale air, commingled with fresh dirt and blood, goads Foth's swimming mind into painful consciousness. Everything hurt. The rush of agony accompanying the return of feeling is dizzying, and he nearly slides back into that fragrant dark of memory. Before he feels the weak wheeze, 
preceded by the jagged intake of breath that comes from below him. His shoulder grinds in protest as he rolls off of his brother's crumpled form. And then the boys lay on that cold, smooth metal for some time, just breathing, until a click, soft whirring, and... This is Pod Against the Machine. to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that will lock you in a closet with a bowl of water and read you poetry until they finish the book. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hi, Sam. Is everyone, everyone excited? Everyone hyped up after that huge, epic battle last time? Yeah. I'm exhausted after a sleepless week. Being like, wow, remember how that episode ended? I know. It was. I'm sorry to leave you hanging on that cliffhanger like that. I don't think you are sorry. Um, I mean, maybe I would be were there an actual cliffhanger, but the facetious cliffhanger I can't really be sorry about. So last time on the program, after um, having a nice conversation with our Dark Creeper buddy who... Um, revealed that there's a blood ghost uh, in the whole Scrapmaster Arena situation who is in charge of Lady Tatterface, at least. And Lady Tatterface is then in charge of the Dark Creepers. And she's friends with Hellion, or the blood ghost is, or something. Then you um, took a night's rest, had some stirring scenes of everyone just having really good emotional balances and um, healthy outside of work lives and then um asher's gun was made masterwork but he he forgot to actually ever get that from denvaya so that's back at the clockwork chapel and then we (laughs) headed out for the scrap masters arena where there was a um ambush waiting and it wasn't very well hidden and it wasn't super competent as you were pelted with crossbow bolts from farther than crossbows are meant to shoot and they all pinged meaninglessly off of your armored hides until Asher fired a grenade and just flat out murdered four people. Nice. <laughs> then you um, had the probably our most exciting uh, sequence ever, rivaling only the time where everybody just missed that one robot for an hour and a half, and also the time that I just stalled for eight rounds while Kolgaro walked very slowly across the entire dungeon um as the entire party slowly chased one injured accolade of hellion until that accolade disappeared and that's where we are now just imagine if kogara had found some like time-worn heelys she could have gotten here in like five rounds the risk of explosion yeah yeah she rolled right (laughs) on her d100 could you imagine what could have gone wrong with one of those fall down and um, accidentally torn the cover off her math book and everyone would have laughed at her 
And, and she would have spilt all of the little yogurt thing from her lunchbox. That's true. Probably. I hate to see it. Yeah, really dark. The yogurt spill. <laughs> I thought we were leaving the tragedy in the last episode, but I guess we're starting off. It was a bright point for me. Congratulations <laughs> on not having yogurt. Asher will stow the grenade launcher now that we are within tight quarters and draw his masterwork pistol that he absolutely retrieved as he canonically spent an hour while Denvaya was transforming his, repairing one of the broken pistols. And I did not forget his prized pistol. I hope we're not going for stealth because I do have a running chainsaw. And you're large. And stump, also, stump, stump. <laughs> yeah, a huge person. I look a minus 15 to stealth right now. No big. So you are standing in the now familiar um, stairway leading down to the beginning of the Lords of Rust headquarters. You've come this far a couple times before. Last time you were here, you smashed some TVs. What's the plan? Uh, Kill Hellion. Mm-hmm. I like that, yeah. 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 Makes sense. We, yeah, and head back into that room with, with the multiple TVs, multiple now Smash TVs. Squeeze our way in there. Scorching Ray Wand out. We never really saw another way to go in here, did we? We just saw that one room. Yeah, I'm under the impression that that descends to something much larger, right? Yeah, there were some a couple doorways that in there that you never went in. Oh, okay. Uh, in case it comes up, who canonically has the memory facet on their person? Probably Bricks, right? I would. I was going to suggest Bricks, who could go invisible and be sneaky and stuff. Yeah, I'd say probably Bricks. Also, you know, safe bet me or Asher for making whatever knowledge engineering. And if it's a disabled device, then it should definitely be in the Bean's hands. Cool, cool. Wielding a memory facet in my other hand and a wand in one hand. You know, it, I just would hate to be like, we, we walk up to the altar... And then, like, who's got the ring? And we're all looking in our coat pockets. I thought you had it. <laughs> then Vaya's like, shouldn't I be doing something with this? <laughs> She's using it as the bookmark in her sonnet book. <laughs> uh, so, Sam, these yellow circles, are these TVs we've smashed? Yeah, that's, I have marked the smashed TVs with yellow circles, except the one that I did with a black circle for some reason that's in a room past here where Dinvaya was. What do you want for formation? Possibly going into an area with a four-armed enemy, so Bricks be in front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Face punch formation, go. I would suggest that Kira perhaps remains in the back so long as she is at her current size. You're rather difficult in these hallways to get around her. Sorry. You look great, though. Jokes aside, uh, Junk Punch, are you thinking about doing the the big arm? I can extend it if we need to, but it only lasts about as long as Kira's giant size, so I'd rather save it until I'm sure we're about to enter a combat. Oh, totally. I was just trying to figure out if you should be behind me or in front of me. Um, if you can reach and bop. I don't know if we would just want our, our big people behind us right now to do the bop? What is your reach, Kira? Is that like 15 feet right now? Um, 10? It might only be 10, because I don't think the chainsaw has reach like the hammer does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It should have reach with how big it looks in that artwork, <laughs> but I don't think it does. Well, it kind of looks like the three of us could potentially, like, kind of walk abreast down this hallway with Kira behind us. 
Yeah, this is kind of an H-shaped room that you've been in a couple times before with like cutouts going in that you've seen the other sides of, you know, there's doors on them and it leads straight ahead is that sort of garbage filled room where Dinvaya was being kept captive. And uh, this is where Nalakai fell. Did we want to check out the garbage room before we moved on to what appears to be some stairs to our north? I feel like we searched it when we killed Malachi, didn't we? Or did we not search it because Brixby was in there crazy? I thought we were just trying to get Dinvaya out and I went nuts. I don't I don't remember us doing a search on the room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah, so maybe we should. Though if we search it, is that gonna be enough time that then uh Kira's big wears off? Oh it's a because it's, it's only six minutes, right? Five, six. That's right. We're at level six now. Six minutes, yeah. yes. I mean, we had less than five rounds in combat, and then we moved an additional, I don't know, 40 feet? Well, I'm thinking how long it takes to do a search. Yeah, I mean, you can say you're spending just like two minutes tossing the room. I mean, we can also we can search it on the way out. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not like there's yeah. any more loot that we distinctly need. It's, it's up to folks. If people think that it'd be more... Uh, economic to hold on to our minute per level spells. We can just pop downstairs. I'm not I'm not particularly attached. Yeah, I just think since it is a level two spell, might as well if we can run into somebody that Giant Kira can smash before she shrinks back down, we might as well. Yeah. Can Giant Kira get through the stairs? <laughs> Squeezing, uh, probably. Yeah, Squeezing. Sidle on through. Yeah, they had uh, What's-Her-Face lived here. She didn't oh, seem yeah, to have any fine. problems. All right. Hell's cool. Uh, then why don't we just poke our heads in, do a quick percept, see if there's anything obvious, and if there's nothing there, we'll just move on down. Yeah, I counter your two-minute search with a one-minute search, Sam. All right. All right. And you, you can see once you are in this um, H-shaped room that the door on the north, like there's two identical doors in the sort of cutout parts of the H. The one to the north has been left open. The one to the south is shut. I mean, you do know somebody just ran through here, so... It's an 11 total on that perception. So dirty 30. Well, um, with a dirty 30, I would say that this is a pretty familiar arrangement to Brixby in that uh, it looks like there's a random assortment of scrap that uh, somebody might have been hoarding, um, broken bits of glass from maybe old Hellion monitors. Uh, there's all there's bits of garbage everywhere, and um, it looks like maybe some remains of rotten food and a and, um, little bit of leftover ogre smell from a few days ago when maybe some ogres lived here. So they're, of course, long gone. But um, nothing of interest. Yeah, nothing but a little leftover ogre odor, as it were. So they locked Invaya up in the ogre's bedroom? <laughs> Oh, the ogres weren't using it anymore. <laughs> do you guys want to go through the easy open door, or do you guys want to see if I can open the door to the south? We have a couple access cards as well. Um, Sam, do we know which one of those would have, like, an elevated privilege over the other ones? Am I right in remembering this is kind of like one is better than the other? Yeah, um, I mean, you can probably assume, just based on it being the one Kogara had, that the green one is the cream of the crop. Okay, cool. Uh, do I want to follow uh, in pursuit, or shall we take the other set of stairs in case they've set a trap for us? I feel like it may be wiser to come from the direction they aren't expecting. Let's try the other set. Yes. 
So I guess Brixby's going to try to jam the green access card in there, if it has a slot for one. That looks like a normal door. All right. Then he's just going to card the door and get it open. No. Um, is the door unlocked? Yep. No lock on the door. All right. Quick perception to just see if it's, uh, you know, trap a dude. That's a kill. But if it's a high tech or mechanical trap, that would make that a 15. Otherwise, it's a 14. Uh, seems safe. All right. Uh, Brixby seal of approval. Let me just walk right through it. And I do. Did my face get punched? No face punch so far. Let me Ooh. just make a quick adjustment here. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> now, canonically, I have two rat heads on top of my current rat head, so <laughs> they really got to figure out which head to punch. Uh, it looks clear. What's the uh, marching order uh, coming down these stairs here? There are stairs um, when you open that door. I think I'll go behind Asher, because you can shoot over Brix's head. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, hell, I'll go first. B-A-V-K. Um, all right, let's do it. Brixby walks walks down, holding his scorching ray wand, and, uh, yeah. The, uh construction of this arena is it similarly all crazy hodgepodge as the um, like Hawk Palace or is this a more substantial building uh, this looks like a more substantial building um, can you see the new map I've just popped you on yes a few squares Yeah. should only be able to see a little of it correct um, from this do we go north to get out yeah, there's a door um, up right where you've got Brixby in front of you. Um, throw another perception at that door. See if it is trapped and locked. Oh, that's a nat one. That's a 13 or a 14 if it's high-tech mechanical, but also a real bad roll. You are extremely confident that this door is super safe. Yeah, I've never been more sure of a thing in my little rat life. And uh, is it locked? Uh, it is not. All right. Um, I'm going to open it. Ready to action to fire if something hostile approaches. Why won't that delete? This, as you open the door, it leads out into a large room lit by tracks of glowing panels of light set into the ceiling ten feet above. To the west, the room ends in a ragged wall of rubble, rock, and twisted metal, while to the east, the ten-foot diameter circular platform sits on the ground between a pair of large doors. Rectangular panels of glass adorn the walls between crude paintings of a mechanical talon. Now, since the ceilings are only ten feet tall in here, even when Kira gets out of that corridor there that's only five feet wide that she's squeezing through, she's still going to be squeezing while she's large. And you do see across the way from that door that you just came through uh, is a wide open door leading to another stairway that wraps up, so it looks like the other stairs brought, would have brought you to the exact same place. The uh, glass panels on the wall, do they look at all like the TVs we've been seeing? They do. Uh, light hammer, we're just gonna start smashing them. Yeah, which, which, where are they on the walls? Do you mind pinging them? Um, let me just be on the right layer. We got one here, 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 and here. 
So once you smash the first one, uh, the, all of them are going to light up with images of Hellion's face. And then, like, an instant later, a ten-foot-tall um, image of Hellion, like, in full body in 3D, appears above the ten-foot-wide strange platform. And he goes, You dare to come into my chambers. Your flesh will be flensed from your bones. Yeah, mate, well, you seem a bit agoraphobic. It's rude and all making us come down here, but seems to be the only way we're going to drag you out of Scrap Wall. Uh, can Fergus try to punch him? Bricks cast invisibility. Uh, which... Alright, uh, Bricks cast invisibility. Which, what's Vargas punching? The one that looks like a real one. Uh, that's the one uh, across the... All the way across the room. You're going to head over there. Or, oh, is that not this one? What is this thing right here? Oh, that's great. That's Kira. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing? Okay. Kira. Wow. Well, I can only see like this far again, and then it's weird. Oh. I think my vision d- is doing that thing that it does when I go into new maps, which I only just now realized it's doing. I tell you. That's why I assumed Vargas could punch him, because I thought he appeared like right behind us. <laughs> okay. Is that better? I don't know why I have to turn yeah. lighting on and off again every time for you, but... And it seems to only happen to my character. That's really weird. I don't know if it's something to do with not having dark vision. Does everybody else have dark vision? Yeah. Yeah, so it's got to maybe something with that. Uh, but yeah, he's going to rush up and try to punch the one that looks real. He doesn't know what a hologram is. He says, come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's totally doing like the the come at me hands like a double knee uh, the worst thing is uh that is a natural two oh. for a 10 <laughs> um yeah you as you punch it's just like there's nothing there like you're just punching through light through gas like and he like laughs as your fist passes right through him and goes <laughs> beauty ape <laughs> i dare you Come, come to Hellion, and you will see exactly what you're made of. No, look back to the rest of the group. Just another illusion. I, for one, am interested more in seeing what you're made of, Hellion. I look forward to our meeting in person. Yeah, because we've literally only seen pictures so far, and this is the most aggressive you've been, and it turns out you're like, non-existent so I'm just curious about how the flensing is going to go when you don't have you know hands I have hands I have really good hands okay. yeah you keep saying is, that they look like this see they got claws can we keep smashing TVs mm-hmm. um, who's smashing TVs I would like to I'd like to just uh, have a whack at this this guy over here as you um, smash that TV, does a 32 hit your touch AC? It does a 32 hit me. Yeah, yeah, Sam, a 32 hits my touch AC. Okay, well, uh, Kira feels really weird as she reaches out and the instant that she makes contact with that second TV, uh, she takes six intelligence damage, three wisdom damage, and four charisma damage. 
What? Six intelligence damage? Six intelligence damage. Can she still talk? Can she still talk? <laughs> What's your int? Seven. Oh. <laughs> rendered her completely useless. She's an animal. Yeah, because I think one is like where it's... Is one like if your intelligence is one, you can't do anything? Or is it when it hits zero? Uh, you might not be capable of locomotion at this time. Oh, as you okay. have been struck with a touch of idiocy. Yeah, okay. Uh, can you say all of those things that you just said again? That was six intelligence, three wisdom, and four charisma. Six, three, four, okay. And this is damage. Charisma ain't much better. Uh, no, I don't know. Anybody who wants to can um, roll the spellcraft on yeah. What just happened to Kira as Hellion is just laughing it up. Yeah, Zero is comatose. You were not comatose yet. Awesome. I only, I just bricked that one. That's a four for 14. Oh, that's not going to do it. Varg? Yep. Uh, natural one. He has no idea what it was. So, um, <laughs> Kira is instantly reduced to an intelligence of one, barely capable of locomotion let alone speech and Hellion is laughing his head off uh, and he just says you see apes you see what happens bow before Hellion Vargas will turn to Hasher and say maybe we should take out the rest your way what's Kingsley's intelligence uh he has like a three uh would it be like a knowledge engineering role on these panels to know whether, like, if Asher were to take Kira's bow, would shooting an arrow at the screen, like, break one, or we're going to need to deal more damage? Just trying to think about conserving ra- ammunition. You could probably break it with a bow. Yeah, maybe we'll just do that. I'll just, Pardon me. Uh, you seem not to be feeling well. He'll take the bow and a little while since he's fired one of these, but he'll shoot an arrow at this one over here, southwest screen. Oh, that one was the first one you smashed. Okay. Then he'll take a step back and shoot the southeast screen. You're gonna roll an attack, and it's basically don't roll a one and you break it. Okay. But, um, Hellion's just, like, this whole time, like, laughing it up. He doesn't care that you're smashing the TVs, and he's just, like... Yeah, that is a 27. (laughs) Actually, a point-blank shot would be a 28. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's the end of that TV. Hooray. I mean, you can just stand at your leisure and and shoot out the remaining three TVs. Okay. um, Yeah, it's reluctant to touch it considering yeah while that's happening realizing that he's useless and this invisible brixby is going to take a step closer and, and see if i can do any sort of knowledge or anything on this platform that yeah that'd be a knowledge engineering Alrighty. oh yeah that's a 16 for a 29 um you were looking at a hologram generator but obviously a gigantic one uh, normally, they're handheld devices that can manipulate light and sound waves to make realistic images and sounds. 
uh, in three dimensions, but this one seems to be built into the floor and it obviously it can make this um, 10 foot tall monstrosity. You know, he doesn't seem to have any real substance to him, but uh, he's there and he seems to be able to see you through it and cast his spells and whatnot. Did I see any way to, to screw with it when I was over there? Um, you could do a disabled device or it could be smashed. I would love to do a DD after other people do their stuff. I, I already did something, but not disabled, son. All right. <laughs> it's a 17 for a 32. Yeah, with a 32, um, you were able to disconnect some power couplings and the generator, and the laughing image of Hellion disappears from view. The mission accomplished banner drops from the sky. <laughs> yeah, you've beaten book two. That was it. That was all it took. We leveled up. It wasn't even an initiative. We killed it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Brixby, I guess, still invisible, because I guess that doesn't technically count as an attack, unless it's construed as one. Um, it's probably going to be like, well, uh, that's a little bit more tolerable. God, he's everywhere in here. And um, I should point out, there's double doors behind that generator. There's a door up here. There's this left open door that goes back upstairs. And then there's a left open door down on the south side. So you got options for where to go just, here. Just trying to figure out what we're going to do with giant feeble cure. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I mean, can we just point and, just point and go smash? Because, I mean, at least it didn't affect your physical stats. Yeah, no, I mean, it still hits stuff really <laughs> As hard. long as we don't need to roll a knowledge local where you're <laughs> canonically the most local. <laughs> Not today. Really, the uh, profession blacksmith, we're going to be just kicking ourselves. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that does suck a little bit about your charisma but I I like to think that as you are technically a third as intelligent as uh, Kingsley that he because you guys can talk now right yeah, at level yeah. six we're all good we just uh, <laughs> he'll just translate does he get something special for being a familiar because a regular green sting scorpion it says doesn't have an intelligence level at all it's just got a dash next to it I mean, if if this is coming out of Hero Lab, then I think it's right. Could be wrong. Uh, I've okay. got. Let's see. It's probably got something to do with. It's probably got something to do with him being a familiar. They probably gain an intelligence score because of that. Why would anyone choose? I mean, aside from the fact that I think it gives an initiative bonus. Yeah. Why would anyone choose? Yeah. Uh, They're actually one of the most chosen one. Them and the compy because they both give the initiative bonus. <laughs> but yeah, I. So what I'm getting at is I would really like Sam as Kingsley to direct Kira into battle. Well, according... Yeah, does Kingsley have a voice? According to the SRD, um, with one um, intelligence score, she is capable of living by basic instincts, but not capable of logic or reason. Oh, so well, um, she wasn't using those before anyway. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kira. So she can function, she can walk around and... Yeah. Yeah, we just, we put one of those backpacks with a leash that you see kids wearing at airports. Just to make sure she doesn't... She fully drags Brixby away. Oh my god. Yeah, Brixby's just bouncing along the ground behind you. Uh, Should we do anything? Can we do anything for Kira? We have like a bunch of ways to bring people back to life, right? But do we have any... Yeah, the the black nanite hypogun can do lesser restoration. Uh, so it would be costly 
to do only up to 1d4 because it's a bunch of charges. But that's the only thing that I'm aware of. I don't think yeah. we have any scrolls of like rest, lesser resto. And we passed on the wand because uh, it's dollars. What do you want to do, you big dummy? Realistically, <laughs> like, I'm thinking, like, if she can move and she can hit stuff, like, yeah, I, I don't. It was, I'm kind of joking, but she's not, she wasn't functioning on logic and rational thought before. She, I would, well, I, and I, maybe this is a reach, but I feel like she knows who her friends are and she still has a giant chainsaw in her hands. So, presumably, point her in the right direction, she'll be fine. The charisma damage is more. Well, you're, you're, you're looking at, I guess, mostly just spells, because that's not going to affect your rage right. or anything. Right, and I've used both of my spells for today, so, like... I don't think she's in a spot where she can cast spells. <laughs> Do you all want to go straight or north? Kira plunges a chainsaw into the wall, just for fun. Perhaps we go north first, because I am suspicious that straight ahead might be heading more towards danger and things that we're looking to, but we could perhaps find something useful along the way. I agree. As long as uh, Kira is whatever's wrong with her, I think it'd be better to not go the direction that's more likely to lead us straight to Hellion. And if he was projecting himself or whatever onto that device, the door closest to it would most likely be the door closest to him. So let's hit north first. All right, I guess with the gang heading north, I'm going to check the door. Unless there's anything anyone else wanted to do in the room. No, Asher's going to keep an eye on Kira, and if she seems like she's going to be in a spot to be harming herself or one of us, then probably it'll be worth the charges. going to be getting small pretty soon, too, right? we got to be coming up on six minutes soon. Yeah, I would think that the charge probably isn't going to last much longer. It's five charges to do a lesser resto, and... We'll hold on, on, hold on to that as a possibility if it looks like we need it. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, so if we're, are we at like the six minute mark or not? I mean, basically just whenever that happens, I'm recasting shield uh, using my Pearl of Power. Okay. I mean, I think you've got a little bit left. Okay, cool. Um, then I'm gonna go and check this door. Um, at Perceptione is, oh, another 16. Uh, this time for 2829 if it's high tech or mechanical. Uh, doesn't appear to be trapped. Uh, it is locked with a gray key card. Alright. Slot that bad boy in. With a satisfying whoosh, the door um, retracts into its pocket in the wall revealing a small room, uh, the eastern portion of which is a shambles of twisted metal and debris. Um, looks like a, another of these sort of makeshift claws of Hellion and then the western portion of the room seems to be basically a, a bedroom and a personal shrine uh, to Hellion. There's a single Hellion monitor uh, sitting on a table over to the um, the northwest corner. Arrowed. Asher arrows it. It wasn't on to begin with so pop goes the weasel as they say. Is this like a closet up here? Ah, uh, yeah, it looks like a closet. Uh, can Vargas take a look? Is this an actual open book on the table, or is that just set dressing? Oh, that's a book. Can he see what it says? It appears to be a worn, um, custom-made kind of cleric's prayer book. Now, um, 
the language in there looks difficult. It looks like, does anybody here speak or read orc? Uh, maybe. Oh, Let me no. check. I wonder if Kira might. Although, I mean, <laughs> I don't speak or read anything right now, but otherwise, one Does it time. have a lot of pictures? Does it have pictures in orc for Kira? <laughs> yeah. It's the only time this would ever be useful. It's like, <laughs> nope, no. Uh, Vargas does, in fact, speak orc. Uh, well, it looks like this is sort of a personal shorthand uh, based on the language of the orcs of Belkson. Um, but you think Vargas thinks he could probably figure it out um, with some time. That be a uh, linguistics check because I have uh, points. We that. might want to just take this bad boy, though. Yeah, I guess we can just take it with us, stick it in the pack. So I was thinking this was maybe Miana's room, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's uh, Malachi's room. Yeah, it's the understudy's room. Yeah. Do you think he ever sat in that like claw chair, like one of those nifty '60s chairs that's a hand? <laughs> they have it like bookstores sometimes. Mm-hmm. Probably be disrespectful. Hundred <laughs> percent. My sister's friends had one of those that was a bed, like a big one. It's really cool. That does sound actually pretty fun. All right, well, this guy led a sad existence, and then he died. I mean, what about all of his magical goodies that he left around, like his rings and his amulets and his headbands and his belts? How does his amulet rack look? <laughs> um, I think you may have already um, taken a lot of those. Dumb old spike gauntlet. things useless. <laughs> South is also an option. Yeah, is that? Yeah, to the south is a a door that was left open, looks like. And then there's the the double door headed off to the east. So if you track down to the southern door that was left wide open, uh, you can see the walls of this room are decorated with images of mechanical claws reaching toward the sky. There are several simple bedrolls, eight in total, lying on the floor here. And uh, it looks like a... A staircase that heads further down. Hmm. And yeah, it does look like behind one of the bedrolls there's a sort of passage that loops back around, um, like another way into that main room. Ah. And there's a door to the north on the northern side of the room. Ah, that's what that is. So, this door will probably take us into the same room we were trying to avoid. Then we have the ability to go down. Uh, this is, so this, we're pretty sure, just loops right back into the room. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, you can see that at the end of the hall, it hooks over to the north, and with just a general sense of the proportions of the room, it seems like it just goes around the stairwell back into the other room. All right. What do you think? He looks up at the two remaining members of the party with double-digit intelligence. Um, and it's like, uh, downstairs or the door to the north. I'm inclined to go explore this floor before we head downstairs. We, as has been our tradition in the past, try to eliminate the possibility of something coming behind us. All right, uh, so Invisible Brixby walks up to the door. Do you all want to uh, gather and ready yourself? Yes, this way, Kira. It's okay. Hey, look, follow the goo tube. 
I like to think she still understands goo tubes are terrible. She's just like yeah. absentmindedly sucking on one right now. I get to oh, pacify her. <laughs> the betrayal. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. We're not monsters. <laughs> it's the flavor of sweet ignorance. <laughs> so blissful. The restorative powers of active cultures have long been noted throughout history. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna percept the old Doro. Oh yeah, that's only a six for an eighteen and nineteen. If it is high tech or mechanical, that seems safe enough. Does it appear locked or have a access card slot? No. All right, with my scorchy doodle wand in hand, I open the door. Ready to action. To shoot Brixby in the back of the head when he opens the door. Uh, I, yeah. No, it's uh, while following behind Brixby as he opens doors, Asher will have his gun ready to shoot if anything hostile uh, either moves towards the party or moves to attack. I'd like to think he does that thing where he puts the gun down and just lowers and then rests on Brixby's head. <laughs> so he's like opening the door just to steady himself. He's Come, like, oh. my little bipod. <laughs> well, as you open this room, you find a smallish room. That the northern wall that you're facing is a tangle of ruins and debris. It looks like it's partially collapsed. But at the center of the room stand four tall pillars that are wrapped with glowing bands of pale purple light pulsing up and down along the sides. And inside this chamber are two robots that, um, let me just pop one up there. They've got mismatched arms and saws and broken wires dangling off of them. They look like they were put together from chunks of other robots, chunks of garbage, These are true scrapyard robots. And their saws flare to life. And I need you all to roll for initiative. A chorus of mechanized saws fill the air. (laughs) Lumberjack music. Denvaya's missing out. Asher will indeed get a um, attack, but let's get initiative out of the way first. Uh, For the folks at home, these are four-legged spider legs. Headless, looks like the head's ripped off. Three arms, one's a punchy arm, one's a a saw arm, and one's the clamps. Um, So, yeah, I I might be given the clamps soon. And they're colored, they look like they're like made out of old construction equipment or something almost. They're super cool. This is like all the aesthetic that you kind of expect of this like junk heap. Man, take some notes for Denvaya and for Radley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what did Brixby get? Another 16. 423 this time. All right. How about Asher? Ooh, good thing that shot's ready because that was a five for a nine. Ooh. And uh, Vargas. Uh, Vargas rolled a four for a six. Nice and fast and... How about Kira? How's she hey, doing? So fun. Kira rolled a three uh, for a total of seven. I seem to have lost my decks anything, so 
It's literally just Kingsley just kind of prodding her in the shoulder. Just go there now. It's like a ratatouille. Yeah, hold, exactly. <laughs> Holding your hair in the claws doing the ratatouille. <laughs> you have a chef's toque on for no reason. <laughs> All right, so before we get to the first action here, um, Asher, you are free to take a shot at this saw-wielding monstrosity. Woohoo! Uh, wish it was an adamantine bullet. It's not, but let's just not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> it was almost an 18, and it flopped onto a 2, so that's pretty great. Uh, but that is still a 14 uh, against touch. Um, yeah, that will hit. It would have been a 13, but Masterwork BB, maximum nine points of mundane bullet damage. Alright, um, that doesn't look like it does full damage as it sort of punches into the mismatched metallic hide of this thing. But, um, it does damage. I don't think you get a... Uh, I guess I, you, I couldn't have ready to swift anyway. It's fine. We're good. What are we it's not evil. I was gonna smite it. You smite? I was gonna reload, man. Sure. All right, Brixby is up at the top of round one. All right, Brixby levels his wand and lets out a scorching ray before five foot stepping to the left. Uh, that's gonna be a 17 versus touch. Um, which one are you shooting at? Uh, the only one I can see, red. All right. Uh, 17 will hit flat-footed touch on red. All right. Um, do you want my sneak attack and fire damage separate? Or is it cool to just give it to you? Um, I guess just give it all. Together. All right. So many dice. All right. That's 21 points of damage. Okay. So let me just check on something here. So as this sneaky, sneaky... Blast of fire hits the robot. Let me just run. I'm gonna roll a d6 real quick. I oh. gave it haste. <laughs> <laughs> um, the rotary saw on this robot just stops working. It just jams up as if the mechanism was kind of melted or you know, something went to went to crap on this robot. It was very nice. Solid. And with that visible now, I'm gonna take a five foot step to the west, leaving the door open for all the rest of the party members. Alright, well on initiative nineteen, a blue robot, it's not actually blue, but it's got a blue marker on it, it's gonna step up and it just saw its friend just take a beating. And it's stepping through the doorway, and I think it's gonna go for the guy with a gun, because it doesn't know where the fire came from. It only saw a guy with a gun and some explosions. And this one still has a functioning saw. That's natural 20. Oh, yeah, it had to be. Um, this is, let's see. Oh, only an 18 on the confirm. That does not confirm. Nice. That's re really a shame. Is it though? Thank goodness. Darn dirty shame on the rotary saw. And we are looking at a total of 10 slashing damage as the rotary saw goes zoom zoom on Asher. Oh. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> 
then we're gonna have a red robot come down and um, red robot is mad it's pretty mad about its arm getting messed up it's gonna try to reach around the corner for Brixby it's a tough hit you're gonna have cover yeah that's that's nothing it just slams a claw feebly into the wall and it's upset knocks off one of my decoy rat heads gotcha <laughs> Asher, you're up. You got a robot in your face. Yeah. Uh, Asher took that saw and he just kind of pats at his beard, glad that it didn't get shaved off. Uh, says, looks like Gillette is not the best a man can get. And he will... Uh, are these bedrolls difficult terrain? Are they saw easy enough to walk over? Or you could just... It's just blankets on the floor. Cool. Then, uh, he'll probably slip when he's that's fair fall, he'll probably he'll probably fall and die but he will take a five foot step to the southeast load an adamantine bullet into his masterwork gun and shoot it at oh at blue that's a natural 20 right back at Yay. you that's messed up that's cheating let's roll to confirm okay Oh, wow. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, nine off the dice uh, is plenty if uh, two off the die was enough earlier. So, uh, yeah, that is a 22 against Touch AC. <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Uh, so just 48 plus four. Adamantine. Uh, two sevens. Six and a three, not bad. 23 uh, plus four, 27 points of damage. I'm sorry, did you say uh, 40 points of damage? Seems like it, said, was, it seems like it was 40. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah. It's it just like that critical was rough on it. I'm going to roll a quick uh, d6. And um, vulnerable. All of a sudden, just electricity is sparks shooting out of the robot and um it just seems like it's uh it's going berserk it's still up but it doesn't seem great awesome glad to hear that uh swift action will will an adamantine bullet into his gun and that's his turn cool 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 kira is up um yeah, I can hit this thing that I saw firing at my friends without moving. Yeah, sure can. All right, let's go for that. Uh, so we hold number blue. Um, still got a chainsaw. Still still got a rage. I think that's all the things that are relevant here. Oh, that's truly awful. What is that? Oh, God, a six? I don't even know if this is going to work with all things. Six plus mm, nine, 14 to hit. Does a 14 do anything? A 14 hits exactly. Oh, okay. Thank God. Okay, fun question. So I am I assume I'm still enlarged for the next, I don't know how many seconds, but I'm not currently small yet on the map, unless that was supposed to change before we entered battle. Now we're calling it enlarged for the purposes of this fight. Okay, so I'm enlarged, uh, but also I have the gravity clip. That they don't stack. It's it's one or the other. Oh, yeah. Can I, can I choose which one? I mean, you're enlarged, so it's enlarged. No, that makes sense. Okay, 
Um, enlarged, so that is, no, just the regular one, enlarged, right. Okay, so 46, which is a delightful number of D6s. Oh, so many six. Five, six, six, twelve, seventeen, nineteen, oh no, plus seventeen, thirty-six. Nineteen plus seventeen, thirty-six points of damage on the blue one. Um, well, as you hit it with the um, giant chainsaw, uh, a spark of electricity travels up from the just absolutely haywire robot and shocks you for three electricity damage, but the robot itself just collapses into a pile of broken parts and deadness. Cool. Um, I feel like I've asked this before and I can't remember what the answer is. Uh, can I take a five foot step up to hit that other guy in between my turn? Like, um... um yeah, you can, but there's no five foot, there's no spot for you. I oh, because think. I would crush Vargas, fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will chill right here then. I think, yeah, that's going to have to be it. All right, Vargas is up. Okay. Uh, Vargas, from the safety of outside of this thing's reach, is going to cast Shock and Grasp. Then he is going to take a five-foot step and full attack red. Uh, so first, the hit to see if I can hit it with Shock and Grasp. Uh, that is a 12 on the die, so that is, so that's a 20 against regular AC. 20 will hit. Okay, so that is, that caps out at level 5, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20 points of electricity damage. 30 points of electricity damage. And uh, 6 points of bludgeoning uh, adamantine and then because he only took a five foot step he can take a regular melee attack also uh, um, that, that Simpson kid from the Simpsons appears and goes he's dead already <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah then he does not take the uh, second attack so he just like steps up and with this electrically charged fist just like punches it straight through its chest and the scrap robots go down. Huzzah. And I would say at, the, at yeah. this point, um, Kira's enlarged, and the other six-minute spells are probably about spent after that fight. All right, cool. So what's up with them tubes? Knowledge tube? Yeah, can I use lore tube? You don't see any skeletons in the tubes, but you could touch them to make sure. That's true. 18 knowledge engineering... With the plus circumstance bonus of our tube familiarity. Yeah, with how many tubes we've been running into, there's an option in skills to pick lore with, like, just a blank yeah, next to you tubes. can write lore in. Tube. Yeah, like... Lore tubes. I feel like we should be able to start putting points in that at this point with how many tubes we've seen. We've definitely made the lore tube joke at least twice before, so we have to have run into, like, six other tubes. I think that's the ratio. More. I'm pretty sure Iron Gods is is the tubiest adventure path. It's known as that. It's, it's well known. It's tubular. The oh. only um, rival I think is the Super Mario Brothers one. Mm. Like Whiskey <laughs> Fist was in the tube. Like Connor was. Connor in the tube. was in the tube. <laughs> um, embodying 
the the tube ponderance. Uh, Brixby rolls an eighteen for a thirty-one. That's absurd. Roll twenty's loving me right now. I'm gonna <laughs> jinx it. Yep. Uh, these appear to be massive, non-portable uh, backup batteries. Essentially, um, they seem to have a huge amount of energy stored in them that could be transferred to devices or used to recharge smaller devices. Um, but they are not in great shape. I would say they're just short of time-worn in terms of how bad off they are, so they can still be recharged, but they're not going to function efficiently. They're not going to... You're not going to get one-to-one charging if you use them, but in biggest batteries you guys have ever seen. Do we have batteries to, to recharge? The one that's in the gravity clip, I guess, we're using, but otherwise we just have full batteries, yeah? Yeah. Because we can't recharge a silver disc. Once the silver disc, it's like... Yeah, silver disc is a dead battery. Like, dead, dead. The chainsaw uses a battery, right? Yeah. Um, so I have one. And that, uh, that thing we left with... Yeah, that thing we left with Kite can recharge batteries too, right? The, uh... Uh... What you call it? The thing Hellion was trying the to steal? Relay? Yeah, the relay. If it has a power source. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so I guess we'd have to connect it to, like, this, and then... I wonder if this is what it was pulling power from. Because we know it was pulling from somewhere here. I thought it was pulling from Torch and sending it to here. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. It was doing the other way. Yeah, right. it yeah. was taking the power from the Torch. But, okay, well, if we don't think that these are going to help Hellion, but could recharge our batteries, um, I mean, how many... You probably have only put, like, one, two charges out of that 10 charge battery in that chainsaw right and i've only used the vmod canonically once well right so. so but it's um what it's i have an hour to use each of them so and i used it once before so i take i have one other battery that has theoretically been spent unless do you have to use all 10 um no that uses one out of the 10 charges like each each battery um that's fully charged can run the chainsaw for 10 hours which is just amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. Then never mind. Um, sorry, Jeff, what were you going to say? The gravity clip uses a charge anytime you successfully hit, so that's used a couple. Yeah, that one is down three. Um, and yes, and there will be three uh, for the stabby, stabby fella. This uh, Cure Mod wand only has 18 charges. Can I recharge that back up to 50? <laughs> is it filled with nanites? <laughs> Sadly, what about my no. drug gun? It also seems like um, you'd need a power cable to connect to it to actually charge off of it, which is not physically present. The spine of the robot. I'm sure there's a drawer of them in Calgora's uh, room. That makes our decision then. Recasting shield over my uh, pearl of power. I would say, big stuff, you have scrolls of shield and things, but. What is a scroll? I did not write them as hieroglyphics or <laughs> some other pictorial just a series representation of, of knowledge. It's all communications from here on out are just stickers. Ikea instruction complete with like that little uh, guy <laughs> with him like pulling oh open a scroll. I think she's just throwing the scrolls up in the air and chopping them to bits with a chainsaw just to make confetti. Shield, yeah! That's how Kira's always talked, obviously. Um, I'm going to check this door before I do any other terrible impersonations of anyone on this podcast. 
That would be the big door heading to the east. Yes. That is a, a 11 on the die for a 23 to 24 mechanical high tech. Yeah, seems safe. Great detection. Does it have any slotty doodles? No, just your regular door. All right. You boys going to open it. Opening this door reveals a room with a bitter stink of um, chemicals and decaying flesh filling the air. Uh, and it's just sort of a platform around this pit that's 10 feet deep and filled with rubble uh, down at the bottom, all strangely polished metal rubble. It's like a big rock tumbler. Did he crash here? Wait. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that is that is a legitimate question. Is that a, cr- so it's a crater like in the ground? It looks like a, a big kind of, um, basically a garbage pit like that little platform in front of you with the blood stains on it that are not mentioned in the book but appear on this map for some reason uh basically hangs out over this pit that's 10 feet deep with um very smooth polished garbage at the bottom well i'm sure the mysterious polished garbage and the blood stains that don't mean anything at all or the fact that this kind of resembles where they put people where you get a sky burial you know, where you get like eaten by the birds and then all the liquid. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Argus is going to step up and Spartan kick Brixby into the hole. <laughs> this is Numeria! <laughs> and Brixby dies. Uh, just like cast long arm and just reach your long arm down there and claw game up some of this shiny garbage <laughs> for us. How far please. down is the weird shiny garbage, did you say? Only about 10 feet. Okay. Is there like any sort of check we could roll on the pit, the existence of shiny garbage, or. Probably mostly perception or some kind of like dungeoneering sort of. Uh,. Brixby rolled a 17 for a 29. Thank you, roll 20. Well, um, as you're staring down into this pit, trying to make sense of the extremely smooth garbage down there that seems to have been worn down over time, something starts oozing up. I hate that verb. From between the gaps in the garbage just sort of slorping its way out, glistening, gray, strange, metallic thing. Just, you know, just coming out to say hello. And it uh, looks like it's heading your way. Roll for initiative. Ah, love a good slorp. What a viscous hello. Solid onomatopoeia you got in there, my friend. (laughs) I'm going to just say, I bet everyone gets faster initiative than the Schlorper. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen a, a negative init roll in a while. That is that is pleasing to me. <laughs> uh, so what did Asher get? Um, uh, 10 off the dice for a 14. That's faster than a slurper. How about Vargas? Uh, Vargas, after rolling a natural 19 on his perception check and still getting lower than Brixby, rolled a 4 again on his initiative for another 6. Very nice. And Kira. 
Yeah, slightly better this time. At 10 for 15 total, now that all of the things have worn off. Except, you know, the being stricken mute. And uh, Brixby. Rat Bean rolls a 19 for a 26. You really needed that natural 19 on this initiative roll. Um, I guess. I don't know. Because <laughs> it had it got a negative two. So, uh, Brixby, you're up first. All right. Uh, what knowledge can I roll with this? This would be a Dungeoneering. All righty. That is a 16 on the die for a 25. Man, roll 20 is loving me. <laughs> this is absurd. But uh, you are looking at a gray ooze. A better gray ooze than normal. Um, let's see, you said uh, f- you said 25? You mm-hmm. get two questions about this seemingly mundane puddle, patch of moist stone, or glistening rock, which slinks its way through clo- cold swamps and bleary marshlands, or sometimes dungeons or caverns. They consume any organic material they encounter. Despite their lack of intelligence, the gray ooze is a most problematic creature due to its transparency. It cannot easily climb walls or slim, swim. Its habit of lurking in thick mud that lines the banks of marsh pools or lying in harmless looking pools on dull colored dungeon floors make it easy to walk over or step on. Oh, man. Okay, well. I mean, like, meta, I'm just going to tell people if you aren't at home, there are only four things that you cannot sneak attack in this game. The oozes are one of them. In this instance, Brixby gets no benefit from going so high in the initiative. He has no sneak attack against this creature. Um, I think he's... Can I see it without any cover or anything from where I'm at? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt a Scorchy Ray before backing up. Oh, Sugar Ray. I can ask those questions, my guy? Oh, yeah. You know what? Questions. I just blew through that. I was just like, I can't do anything. So, um, is anybody interested in anything outside of the normal attacks defenses? Uh, would the color give it like any specific extra defense? I'm trying to remember if it works that way. Who's this like? So it's, there's abilities, defenses, attacks. Oh yeah, no, I'm just trying to remember with oozes if that's even a question worth asking like do the different colors yeah. are they immune to different I mean things? it's that that, that kind of gets meta past a certain point yeah. anyway the transparent thing makes me wonder if it has some mischance or something I was gonna throw defenses in there just because I want to roll my own meta of knowing that it's immune to sneak attacks and to actual knowledge that Brixby would have and then um, it's up to y'all attacks or qualities let's Let's start with offenses, and if it says anything about like a DR, we can ask the specific DR, maybe. That's wicked smart, dude. Wicked smart. All right, so we're going to go with defenses first. Uh, so it has your normal ooze defenses, which is um, no intelligence, immunity to all mind-affecting effects. Um, it is blind, but it has blind sight and immunity to gaze attacks as part of that. Immunity to poison, sleep, paralysis, polymorph, and stun effects. And um, they're not subject to critical hits or flanking. They do not take precision damage. Uh, proficient, I guess their proficiencies don't matter in the defenses business. And also, like, what's an ooze going to be proficient in? But the other special defenses that you will find on a gray ooze is an immunity to cold and fire. Ooh. Okay, cool. That, um,. Certainly answers my question about the old Scorching Ray, so immunity to cold and fire as well. Wow, this thing is immune to a lot. Um, 
Let's just go with special attacks, I think, then. Oh, well, the only real special attack that a Grey Ooze has is that its slam attack deals acid damage in, in addition to the normal physical damage and comes with a free grab. And um, once you're grabbed, you can be uh, consumed, you know, by acid and constriction and all that good stuff. All right, so Brixby rattles this off. Um, I mean, to sneak attack, mind affecting cold and fire. Uh, don't let it grab you, acidic, and it could engulf you. Um, um, Brixby's going to run. <laughs> like, I'm going to be real. I don't, I don't really have many useful things in this instance. Um, I guess you said cold and fire. You didn't say acid. I guess I could hit it with an acid splash before I... 1d3 points of damage. Let's go for the roll. <laughs> Got that lightning bolt. On this thing? <laughs> Do it. Uh, oh, my luck ran out anyway, because it's a 9 versus touch. Yeah, that hit. Oh. It's an ooze, oh. man. It's an ooze. It's AC. It's like 5. I don't know, it's man. Dex is 1. <laughs> uh, uh, it's 2 points of acid damage, you darn ooze. Um... <laughs> Ivan ooze if we're talking about deep cuts um, and I'm gonna move all right uh, Kira is up well, Kira hasn't seen the schlorpy beast do anything particularly aggressive no but um she has a chainsaw in hand and she's uh what uh free- freed from the prison of rationality and logic is that what you said that's what sure. I remember hearing step forward and uh god i hope i don't regret this can he reach it from the edge no you gotta jump down oh well then i'm i I don't even know what i can i'll just stand step forward step forward don't you think kira would jump down with one intelligence no throw the chainsaw don't you think she would just jump right down in the pit not if she can't see the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably makes more sense. I'm refusing to let her throw the chainsaw in there. Um, uh, <laughs> shoot. I'm trying to imagine what she did in this situation, and I think it's just, yeah, I'm going to stand at the edge and wait for it to get closer, which is so, so dumb. <sighs> what if I stand, what if I five foot step here? That's kind of closer, but also hopefully less likely to be engulfed. I think that's it. All right, Asher. Uh, can Asher see it from here? Does he need to step closer? I think he's got to step closer to, to look down into the pit. Is this square standable? Yeah. Would he be able to see it from there? Should I step right in front of him? Um, I'd say you can see it from that five foot in front of you spot. Okay. Ah, great. And Asher jumps in. What are, what are your secrets of the ooze? Anyway, um, let's rapid shot. Let's waste two bullets on an ooze. Uh, not a one, and not a one, but a two. <laughs> Fourteen. If you need them separate, it was six and eight points of bludgeoning and piercing damage. Yeah, no DR on this thing. So 14 total? Yes. All right. Only 183 hit points remaining. <laughs> uh, the good thing about oozes is they 
they got those hit points. Is that a good thing? Mm, indeed they do. Uh, that's his, his whole turn. All right, Vargas. Uh, first thing he's going to do, uh, swift action. He is going to empower his arm and give it the impacting feature to make it hit as though it was one category, size category larger. Uh, standard action, he is going to cast a long arm on himself. And then he is going to step forward. Uh, you know what? He's actually only going to take a five foot step forward so that if it climbs up on its next turn, he can uh, get an attack for opportunity against it. And that will be his turn. All right. And the Schlorpy creature, which is slorping its way around on the bottom of that tube, is going to slorp 10 feet. And it's sort of climbing up the side now of the thing, but that's... Oh wait, it can double move. So it slorps the rest of the way up, and it's next to Asher! But for now, it's time for Brixby. Brixby to be... To do something very... Freaking useless. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, solid 17 versus touch. Oh, that will... Here comes the damage. <laughs> Three points of acid damage. Alright. Got it on the ropes now. <laughs> That's Brixby's turn. <laughs> Kira's up, regretting that she didn't jump in the pit. Uh, uh. Um, let's see. I'm going to Kira. I will move two squares to the what is this like south-ish behind Asher. He can move through my square, so I'm not trapping him on the edge there between uh, the ooze and Vargas. Um, and then I'm gonna, and then she's just gonna. Just gonna wail on it a little bit, hopefully, ideally. Dirty twenty on with Ricky there. <laughs> that will hit. Great, great, great. Um, oh, and I can use the gravity clip this time, which means it takes up, which is we decided three d eight, and somehow I still don't have enough d eights ready, even though I knew this was coming. Fourteen, sixteen, thirty points of smoosh, or I guess slashing damage, actually, if that's important. That's so much smoosh slashing. It's still alive, but it, that's a lot. It will babble incoherently. All right. It's my turn. Asher's up. Yeah, Asher is going to take a five-foot step back to the south-northwest. Uh, he'll have a little bit of cover. Uh, oof, it's going to make it really tough to hit this Zeus's AC. Uh, but he will reload a mundane bullet and shoot at it once. Not a one. An 11 on the dice, plus 12, or 13, so we're good. Uh, and we're going to do a D8 plus 1. Uh, that is 8 total points of bludgeoning and piercing damage. Swift action reload. A poor creature. Alright, and that'll bring us to Vargas. Hey, to continue this uh, riveting fight, uh, Vargas is going to cast uh, Arcane Mark so that he can use his uh, spell combat to attack twice. Uh, so first swing uh, is a three on the die. Uh, so that is an 11, yep, which I'm pretty sure hits because his AC is like two. So this is 2d6 plus three. Uh, somehow rolled lower than I probably would have gotten with my regular die. So that's awesome. Uh, that is six points of magical bludgeoning. Second swing, uh, seven on the die, so that's a hit. 
That's better. That is 13 points of magical bludgeoning for the second hit. And the gray ooze bursts into ooze chunks that fly all over the room. Because it didn't even get to attack one time. And just chunks of ooze are everywhere. And it's gross. That's very sad. That Sounds like it was a lose. And I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. He's not legally allowed to go to bed until you say it, Jarrell. <laughs> I said it. Good night, Sam. <laughs> it's true. That was in our LLC bylaws. <laughs> we have those now. Shoot. Uh, that was, I did not put a hard K on that. It was a full swear. Um. Let's go to the judges. Judges, it was missing a fricative. Does that count? <laughs> Do we see okay, I've cool lost where everyone here? went. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, we're <laughs> in on this room over here. It's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. <laughs>